Hello, welcome back to the podcast and apologies for the delay in episode number eight. I think this is eight. Um, I was traveling and wasn't as organized as I had planned to be. So a little bit late with this episode. Um, So last week we spoke about intermittent fasting and just explained what it was, who it might benefit and why it's not magic and this episode is going to touch on the ketogenic diet just because the both of those were the most popular topics in terms of what you wanted to hear on the podcast so ketogenic diet is it's not new at all it's an old diet and previously was used in medicine to help treat epilepsy like years ago so it did have a place but now it's kind of come back around as this new magical diet for fat loss it's definitely a fad diet at the minute for sure but I think a lot of people don't actually know what it is and they just hear that so-and-so has tried it and it worked um their friends trying it and they're seeing results so then of course they jump on the bandwagon So I just want to give you an idea of what exactly it is, why it might be working, why it might not be the actual ketogenic diet that's working for your friend, and maybe it would be something that you would benefit from. Maybe it wouldn't. So first of all, if you are doing a ketogenic diet, you have to be aware of your actual macronutrients and the amount that you're taking in because the ketogenic diet requires you to have like 5% of your diet to be from carbohydrates. So say in and around 30 grams of carbohydrates only. So if you're someone that doesn't have a fucking notion about, excuse my language, how many grams is in a slice of bread or a banana, let's say, um, how many grams of carbs are in those foods, then how are you going to know if you are sticking to a ketogenic diet? You have to read up on these things and actually know what you're buying into before you just jump on the bandwagon because you heard someone else was doing it. So that's the first thing I would say is know that you have to know a little bit about nutrition to know if you're doing ketogenic diet properly. So like I said, 5% of your calories should be from about carbohydrates, um, about 20 gra- 20% of your calories from protein. So like obviously carbohydrates are very low proteins just like moderate and then it's a very high fat diet so you're talking 70 75 percent of your diet from fat sources now five percent from carbohydrates is very low and you have to think about your energy sources for exercise is the first thing I would kind of lean towards so when anyone tells me they're thinking of doing ketogenic I'm like right well that is not going to match your style of training unless you're very sedentary and inactive or you are like an ultra endurance um athlete I don't recommend the ketogenic diet just because our preferred fuel source anyone that does any form of like moderate to high intensity exercise is carbohydrates or glycogen. 
which is what carbohydrates are broken down into in the diet in the body. So if you are telling me that you go to boot camp three times a week, you go to the gym, you do a spin class, like if this is the style of training that you do and you're thinking of doing the ketogenic diet, you have got it all wrong because you need to know where your fuel is coming from. And that's why I really don't recommend it for anyone like sports people. I don't recommend it for people that are um, just your average day-to-day gym goer. Because more than likely, your exercise um, intensity is quite high. So you are going to be needing carbohydrates as your fuel source, not fat, because it's not as easily used. So very low carbohydrate, very high fat, moderate protein is what you're talking when it comes to the ketogenic diet. Remember that that doesn't mean, oh, I'm just not going to eat bread pasta, rice, potatoes, and all of those, thinking that you're doing a ketogenic diet, no. You have to go down into the amount of carbohydrates that are in your vegetables, making sure that you're hitting around, I think probably 30 to 50 grams of carbs max is going to be roughly what you'll be having in your diet as a ketogenic diet. So you need to first of all realize if you can stick to that. Um, it is going to be very difficult, especially, like I said, if your training style recommend, or if your training style means that you will need carbohydrates as your fuel source. So, of course, most people are trying to do the ketogenic diet for fat loss. Um, and one of the reasons that I see people talk about ketogenic diet working is that they use insulin as this reason that they're doing um, keto diet. So that's why they're restricting their carbohydrates. Um, you know, they're limiting their insulin production. So that means that surely they should be um, metabolizing fat more than they would be carbohydrates. So they're not spiking their insulin because they're not having as many carbohydrates. So they're like, oh, this should in- this should help with my fat loss. What they don't realize is that carbohydrates aren't the only thing that spikes your insulin. Protein does this as well. So don't think that just because you're avoiding carbohydrates that you are avoiding that spike in insulin. And that spike in insulin isn't even required for fat storage to take place. People think just because they have this spike in insulin that, oh my God, it's going to store fat straight away. That is not the case you still need to be in a calorie surplus, whether or not your insulin is spiked or dropped or whatever, you still need to be in a calorie surplus for you to gain weight because that is what equates to fat gain, not insulin. And anyway, for people that are looking to gain muscle or to get lean, let's say, by gaining some muscle, you're going to need that little spike in insulin to help with muscle protein synthesis, which is just basically that after you train, recovering um from your training stimulus and getting that protein to the muscles. You need that spike in insulin. So that's one thing that people kind of use as a reason for doing it, for fat loss. And that's one reason that I think is a little bit flawed. Um, like keto, The keto diet offers what I was told by one person that was talking about doing the keto diet was that, you know, for their metabolism. It's better for their metabolism. And 
they were just saying that they read somewhere that if they don't have carbohydrates, then, you know, the body has to work harder to convert protein into an energy source. So protein can be converted into glucose, which I mentioned earlier. But um, so without the carbohydrates, you know, you burn these extra calories. But there's studies that have found there's like literally no change in your metabolism or let's say your resting calories or energy expenditure or just the amount of calories you burn at rest after a very low carb diet. So that again, there's no metabolic advantage to having a keto diet or being on a keto diet than there is um, to not being on one. So usually what happens with the keto diet is that you're actually having so much fat that it's just quite good at suppressing your appetite so you don't feel as hungry. So in turn, you might just eat fewer calories, even though fat is more calorie dense, but you have almost cut out the whole food group. Um, And with that normally comes a drop in calories. But there's other ways that you can do that as well. So to try and suppress your appetite so you don't eat as much, you can try intermittent fasting, which I spoke about last week. You can just try drinking more water. You can just eat more fiber-rich foods. So bulk up on your vegetables and your fruit. Um, these can all help with suppressing your appetite. Coffee can also be another one that some people find helps suppress their appetite too. So there's no need to go to these extremes to feel like that's the only way that you can lose weight. More often than not, the reason why people don't lose weight on X, Y, or Z diet is because they haven't stuck to it long enough. And there's, of course, there's people that I know that have tried keto and they're like, oh, it doesn't work. Like, no, it would work if you stuck to it properly, just like everything else would work if you stuck to it long enough. So it's not fair to say that something doesn't work um, just because you haven't the discipline to stick to it long enough to see results. But there's also not saying that it's the best way for you to get results. So yes, keto can work if you want to lose weight, but so can eating McDonald's for every meal, as long as you're controlling the amount of calories that you're having. That is literally what it comes back to, and that's what we spoke about before. So until there's just until people realize that that middle ground is where the sweet spot is, we're just going to keep having these fad diets come back around and back around and back around. And plenty of people have tried every day under the sun. And then they'll try something that's a bit more realistic or moderate and be like, well, this is too easy. Like this obviously can't be working. It's too easy. Well, what do you mean? I can eat chocolate. Or what do you mean? I can have a drink at the weekend. Well, as long as everything's controlled, of course you can have this in a controlled manner. But because jumping from one extreme to the next is all they know, They just can't get their head around that. So when going back to keto diet, I think if you're trying to lose weight and you're thinking, oh, I'll try that, make sure you know exactly what you have to do, first of all. Like you need to know the amount of carbohydrates you're having, the amount of protein, the amount of fats. You need to stick to it long enough. But you also need to make sure that it works for your lifestyle, that it works for your training and your exercise output, that it's not just going to be a hassle. 
So like I said, it might unknowingly put people in a deficit or, um, you know, make them eat slightly less than they were eating, simply down to the restrictions that comes with it. You're eliminating so many foods by saying that you're only having, you know, 30 to 50 grams of carbohydrates in your day. And they might be foods that you would usually eat. So if you go from, you know, being someone that eats um, toast in the morning with your breakfast, with eggs, then you have, let's say, a baked potato with salad and chicken at lunch. And then you have uh, chicken curry with rice at dinner. If you decide that, oh, I'm going to go keto now, so I can't have carbs. So I'm going to cut out the bread at my breakfast, cut out the baked potato at my lunch, cut out the rice at my dinner you're probably not going to replace it with the same amount of calories from whether it be salad or vegetables or a protein source. So automatically you're putting yourself into a slight deficit. That's what's working, not the fact that you think that you're doing keto. So that's what bugs me when people um, aren't quite sure how to actually do it properly, but then go around telling people that it works or even that it doesn't work when they haven't informed themselves enough to learn the actual basics of it but again like all diets it just comes back to you eating slightly less than what you were eating and whatever way you have managed to put yourself into that you're going to relate that weight loss to that rather than the fact that you've just eaten slightly less calories um so yeah I would put down reducing appetite and just the sheer eliminating of foods that lead to fewer calories whenever you're doing keto diet. Obviously, the ideal diet for everyone is the one that you can stick to the best. And if that means that one person calls it keto for them, great, as long as they can stick to it. If that means that one, if that means that one person calls theirs the Atkins diet because they can stick to it, great, let them do it. If that means that one person says Slimming World is the best thing in the world because they can stick to it, fine. It's as long as people are aware that it's actually just the fact that they find that way the best way to eat less food. So don't go thinking that, oh, so-and-so's doing keto diet, so I need to do that because that worked for them and what I'm doing is not working for me. Because that is not the case. So there's always going to be an initial weight loss with keto diet. The same way there is when you, some people just literally cut out carbohydrates or reduce them as well. Um, and that is simply down to water loss and glycogen loss. So I said already that we use glycogen or um, how our carbohydrates are stored in the body for fuel when we do like high intensity exercise. So we, we can store some of that in our body as well, in our muscles and liver. And when we reduce that to the extent that there's not much left stored in the body, that means that we're also going to lose water. Because for every one gram of glycogen that we store in the body, we store three to four grams of water. So let's just say we have 500 grams of glycogen stored in the body, half a kilo, and then you have three times that amount of water stored along with it, that's a kilo and a half, that's two kilos of weight. If you decide that you're going to deplete your glycogen store, so you're just not going to eat any carbohydrates and you're still exercising and stuff, so eventually it'll just deplete and you won't have any stores left, you're going to lose the 500 grams or half kilo of glycogen and you're also going to lose the kilo and a half of water. 
So you might jump on the scales and be two kilos lighter, yes, but you need to be aware that that's where it's coming from and you haven't just lost two kilos of fat. And that's a big mistake that people make. And they get excited and then they, you know, blame their carbohydrates for being the thing that has held them back and they'll continue to do it and they might see another small loss the next week and then it will stall and then they'll get annoyed and then they'll fall off the wagon. But then when they decide that they want to jump back on the wagon, they will remember that they lost two kilos the first week that they tried keto diet simply because they stopped eating carbohydrates and they'll go back to that because they'll go, I remember that worked and then I just fell off track when actually they just couldn't sustain it and it wasn't sustainable for their lifestyle. So that's why they fell off track. And that is the vicious cycle that a lot and a lot of people, and I'm sure some of you can relate to it, fall into. But you need to be aware of it and why and then not blame yourself for falling off track if you can now relate to that scenario of, oh my God, yeah, I did lose, you know, half a stone in my first week at Weight Watchers, but then I was only losing half a pound and, you know, your woman's shouting at you each week telling you you should be losing more weight. You need to be aware of why this is and how your body works. And this is just the basics basics of um, fat loss and, and weight loss because they're not the same thing and you need to know that. So again, I mentioned already that some people will say it's it's insulin that is what's holding them back. But again, there's no research on that um, of like long-term keto or low, low-carb diets and the benefits. You're actually going to be missing out on some nutrients if you are on a keto diet. So you need to make sure that you're getting enough nutrients, um, vitamins and minerals in your diet. Um, Because again, you're limiting your carbohydrates, even your fruit and vegetable carbohydrates, because a lot of people forget that that's where we actually get a lot of our carbohydrates as well. So you need to make sure that you are not putting yourself in a position where you're going to be deficient of certain vitamins or minerals. Carbs aren't essential. And that's something that I think there's a reason we can play around with them so much. And there's so many different diets that kind of put carbs in the spotlight. Um, So we don't actually need them as such. Yes, they are beneficial for our training. Yes, they are beneficial for our brain function and recovery and everything else. But they're not classed as essential. So we can reduce them. And a lot of the time that is all we have to do is slightly reduce them. Because maybe you're having more than you actually need for your energy output or your exercise output. So with that, since carbs aren't essential you can do ketogenic diets safely. It's not going to cause you uh, negative uh, health implications long-term if it's done correctly. But again, it has to be done correctly. Um, If you are someone, like I said, that trains in the gym or you do strength training, you need to be aware that you may not perform as well as you have been performing. Because ketogenic diet will impair your ability to do high intensity exercise. So whether that's sprinting, whether it's a hit class, whether it's just um, going to the gym and doing strength training, whether it's playing a soccer match, whether you play a team sport in general, you may see a decrease in performance simply because you don't have the same fuel source that you need for that level of intensity. So anything above 
let's say 75% of your heart rate is classed as um, high intensity exercise. And that is when the fuel source we use in our body is glycogen, carbohydrates, mostly. So if you're completely depleting yourself of that, then it stands to sense that you are going to struggle when it comes to trying to perform in that sport or exercise or whatever it might be. So keep that in mind as well. Um, if you are someone that does that type of training, if you don't do that type of training, if you're really sedentary, if you just do, um, you know, a few walks and you don't have any high intensity exercise or energy output in your day or your week, then yes, ketogenic diet might work great for you because maybe you're consuming way too many carbohydrates than you actually need. And this might be a way for you to reduce them. Um, like I said as well, uh, some long duration exercises or endurance exercises um like let's say triathlons or ultra endurance events ketogenic diet can work for these people if done correctly because they can adapt to fat metabolism um they can be fat adapted and that just means basically that they can use fat as their fuel source better in endurance exercise now they can utilize it better, but that's not to say that it will improve their performance beyond what they could do if they had carbohydrates. So I'll just leave that there because that could be a whole another episode on performance and energy sources and fuel sources and um, energy systems and all the rest. Just if you're thinking of doing keto diet, know what type of exercise you do, whether it would suit you or not. And then the last thing then to keep in mind if you are thinking about doing the keto diet is that you may get keto flu, which basically might last up to, I think, five days until you reach ketosis and you just get flu-like symptoms and I think very bad breath as well, um, which is temporary, like I said, up to maybe five days just till you adapt into ketosis. That's when you are doing it properly, which I don't think a lot of people who think they're doing keto are actually doing. So that's that. Um, again, I'm going to try and just cap it there in and around the 20-minute mark. Um, this episode is for just those of you who are considering it for fat loss um, and you think that it would be better than another form of eating or another diet. But there's a few things there that I want you to think about before you go into it. And of course, to be aware of what it actually is and how you need to break down your diet to actually be in ketosis. Like that's one of the main points is that a lot of people are actually just reducing their carbohydrate intake and calling a keto diet, which isn't really the case. So are you actually eating 70 to 75% of your calories from fat? You know, are you still having a moderate protein intake? Um, Sometimes it's just a case of people, you know, not eating bread for breakfast and then they're saying they're uh, in ketosis. So I'm going to leave it there. Um, I will have another episode up this weekend. So there'll be two close together because I do want to keep it as one a week. Um, I'm just a little bit late with this one. So as always, if you have any ideas for the podcast, please, please do just drop me a message on Facebook or Instagram at calories and carbs, or you can send me an email, caloriesandcarbs at gmail.com. And I will speak to you soon.